0: You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au/slash Brisbane. Just heard someone who has a child who was afraid of aliens in the cupboard, so they sprayed it with lavender. It sorted those aliens out. It's amazing how powerful a parent is with a bit of imagination. So, what are your kids afraid of? Whether it's monsters under the bed, or haircuts, or needles. Or something else, something real, perhaps. But most children have something that causes them fear and, anxi- and anxiety. Alan Ralph is with the Triple P Positive Parenting Program. Alan, welcome back. Morning, Steve. Were you afraid of something when you were a kid, or can't you remember back that far? Um,
1: I can't remember that far back, to be quite honest. But I think I was, there were times when I was worried about what was under the bed, for sure.
0: <laughs> it's funny that the clown's face was often a terrifying Yeah, thing that's kids, amazing. It?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I've heard of people who've, um, who've had that, um, that concern, yeah. Why do children develop fears? Well, being anxious and being afraid is quite a normal thing that um, is valuable. Um, It tells us when there's danger around and it mobilises to help uh, escape from it or deal with it. So it's really important that we do um, have this response. The the problem is that sometimes this response is triggered when there isn't a real fear around. Uh, And that's a problem for parents. If there's no obvious trigger, Well, it can be. I mean, mean, parents have to kind of get this into perspective. It's quite normal for children to be afraid of things at certain stages in their lives. And so you don't want to overdo it. But on the other hand, if it persists and it becomes serious and interferes with the child's daily
0: functioning, that's the time when they really need to think about doing something. It's tempting to dismiss fears and tell the child not to be silly, but what what should parents see from, the, from their child's perspective?
1: Yeah, that, that's probably not a good thing to do for, because from the child's point of view, it is real. Um, the parent might believe that it isn't, but nonetheless, the child's experiencing this and, and therefore they need to uh, give it attention and to acknowledge it but at the same time, not to kind of over respond and to try and avoid situations that the child might otherwise
0: need to be exposed to. What, what age do fears normally kick in, Alan? Well,
1: it's quite normal for babies to be anxious when they are presented to a stranger. For example, that's that's quite a normal phenomenon.
0: So that's why they choir and they hand it over to me.
1: Well, sometimes (laughs) that's right. Because every child's different, so they're not all going to demonstrate this. But
0: it's quite common for that to happen. I always wonder why they make politicians. Why they hand politicians babies? (laughs) That's right. I can't go. Don't do it, mate. Don't do it. The kid's going to cry. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, the cameras will have their picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, toddlers often become anxious when they're separated from their parents for maybe the first time, if they're being taken to kindy or having left, left with someone that's not as familiar. Um, my daughter and her husband were out last night and left our two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter with me and... Uh, she was a little tired, and she was quite happy to spend time with her with her grandmum, but she didn't really want to come to me, so we just let it go.
0: Is that because of the fuzz on your face? I don't and know. You, why you don't look right? <laughs> there are other <laughs> days when she's,
1: when she's quite happy, but not, last night, no, not interested.
0: Couldn't be dealt with. No. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Sometimes when kids sleep, they like to get out of their bed. Something wakes them up. Mm. They get out of their bed, and they want to hop into bed with mum or dad. Mm, yeah. they, you know, it's like there's something scaring, and there's some sort of fear or anxiety there. It,
1: it also, I think, if they've been used to that when they're younger... Then uh, and they're starting to be asked to be more independent, and then they experience some anxiety. That reassurance of when they were younger is quite important, and that's sometimes why they'll seek that uh, that comfort at night. So they're
0: seeking reassurance, essentially. Yeah, to know the family is there. Yeah. What about with a divorced couple, and you see children, you get little displays of anxiety. What mm. reveals itself? Uh, with kids, when when parents have divorced or are separated, well, I mean, kids can be
1: clingy. They they don't want to leave the parent. They can often express doubts that the parent's actually going to come home. They can often um, not not want to go away because they're not confident the parent's going to return. So these are these are some signals that a child might be having some difficulty with that.
0: If you have a question for Alan that he might be able to help with, thirteen hundred triple two six twelve is a phone number you can call now. Thirteen hundred triple 612. How do you reassure a child who's very fearful?
1: Well, the first thing is to take it seriously and to acknowledge it um, and to discuss it with the child because you know, fear can become more difficult to manage if it's not put out in the open and talked about. Parents shouldn't dismiss it or trivialise it, um, but nevertheless they should encourage the the child to talk about it, to explore it, to signal to them that they are hearing that the child's concerned and are able to talk to them about it.
0: So just this conversation thing, spending time uh, with the child, getting it out of them, letting them speak it out.
1: Sometimes that's enough. Um, Sometimes it won't be. and And a parent then has to kind of think, well, is this something that they might grow out of? in which case we just kind of deal with it the best we can, or is it starting to become something more serious, in which case we need to
0: address it? What about sort of creative ways to deal with or get rid of the fears? I think there's there's currently an ad on an online classifieds a website, for sale, evil ghost, Dark, cold energy, scared my daughter so we're selling him, best offer. <laughs> Would selling the monster under the bed work to alleviate a child's fear?
1: Well, there are some cartoons that, that do depict that as a, as a way of managing children's behaviour, but we wouldn't recommend them. Um, the risk is that it does become entrenched, and then
0: you've got a, a bigger problem to deal with. We tried to speak with that people that were selling the, the, the ghost, by the way, but... Uh they hadn 't had any takers i mean again it 's
1: quite common for children around about four to six years to be concerned about uh, being alone at night or what 's in the cupboard or what 's under the bed. I mean children have a great fantasy um, ideas and, and, it, and that should be encouraged, but of course it can, it can have a downside too, and that they might imagine things that they think will do them harm and, and that 's something again that is quite normal
0: for children of that age thirteen hundred triple two six twelve is the phone number. If you have a question about uh, uh, you know, how to help your kids who are afraid of something, if they're, sort of got, they're anxious by something, it seems to me that one of the big things that's really rising is this issue of divorce and separation. Mm. Um, but you often can't pick the signs the, of what's causing it. What do you look for? is there any way of picking the signs easy i mean particularly i know the parents because I mean, parents even when they're separating or divorcing mm. they, they don't want to, you know they, they, they want to look after their kids they often their major worry is about their children sure. and 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 how to talk them through it or, or get them to talk out their anxieties because one parent is going
1: yeah well, well as i was saying i mean things are being clingy not sleeping well um, expressing concerns about the future um, and this can sometimes be brought to parents' attention by someone else, like the, the childcare worker who sees the child as constantly asking when mummy's going to come back or when daddy's going to come to pick them up. And so that can sometimes be brought to their attention you know, by a third party. The, the other thing is that um, clearly talking about it with the child will help the parent identify whether there are any real concerns or not, and so discussing it with them is, is an important issue.
0: Nana. Or grandy mm. is often a an important one in these things, aren't they? Uh, yeah, sometimes the grandparents like yeah. you, like what you're doing with your children <laughs> or your children's children.
1: Yeah, sometimes the parent gets too close to it. You know, lots of things to do, work commitments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And sometimes it's a, it's an, another person in the child's uh, life's life space that can sometimes draw attention to the fact that um, something needs to be addressed.
0: One of the things that strikes me after speaking with you and, and some of your cohorts at Triple P for a while. Uh, is is the importance of spending time with your kids? Often the often the solution is talk to them about it, get them to talk, and mm. sit down. But that's the biggest pressure yeah. on 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 relationships and yes, marriages is. Is, is actually time. I'm I'm stunned at how stressed you know, marriage relationships are because of time pressures. Mm. I think it's important that parents recognise
1: that while it's great to be able to spend lots of time with children, it isn't always possible in the busy lives that we lead, and that what they need to do is to find lots of small opportunities to have a a brief conversation. And this can be trying to think about, well, what what are the times in our day when we are physically together when we could spend just a minute or two? And so it might be getting up in the morning, it might be uh, making breakfast, it might be in the car driving to school or kindy, it might be bedtime. Is that enough, Alan? It can be, yes.
0: Is it really? Yeah.
1: That's not, lots quality, of,
0: not quality time in Lots mind. of
1: small times can be just as effective as the long, long periods. I mean, from the child's point of view, one conversation is one conversation. So if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, it's still one conversation. Whereas if you have 15 one-minute conversations, it's 15 conversations. Mm. And that kind of gives the child a message that the parent is available when they need to be available. And it doesn't mean that the parent has to drop everything and spend extended times with a child, it just means they look for these opportunities when a small amount of time can really be quite an investment.
0: One of the ones that seems to come up a lot in Australia is the six o'clock news. Six o'clock in the evening, the television goes on, most Australians get their news from nightly TV news bulletins, which A means you're not being well informed, (laughs) but B it's a conversation killer. At the mm. family table. It, it, it absolutely destroys family conversation when you turn TV on at mealtime.
1: Yes, that, that can be a problem and I think parents need to try and structure these times to better make use of that time. For example, making the meal time a time to talk rather than to have the television on in the background. And if that means changing the time that you have your meal or or changing the program you watch to get your news, then that's an important thing that the family should discuss because you're absolutely right that these are valuable times. And if they're taken up by things like sitting, watching the television and not talking – then that's a problem. I mean, with older children, you can actually use that as a conversation piece. So as kids get older, you can use the news as a conversation generator to talk about things that are happening in the world. But with younger children, it's much more important that they get direct conversation with the parent. Does the TV news scare children? It can. Uh, Again, I think parents need to be mindful of the images that they, they see on the television I mean, I was, I'm always very careful to turn the television off if I know there's going to be some reports on something like Syria or, you know, these um, conflict areas around the world mm. because they can be very powerful images and they can keep uh, a child awake um, if those images are retained over
0: periods of time. Thanks for coming in, Alan Ralph. Pleasure. Alan Ralph from Triple P Positive Parenting. <laughs> You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane.